Guru Nation, welcome to episode 521 of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. In this interview, I talked to Funlayo Buremo, uh, who's a project manager at a big CRO, and we discussed her career, how she started as an immigrant uh, coming to Canada without a job, but was determined to get a clinical research job, and then her journey to getting that job, and also how she started and why she started Nigerians in clinical research. So definitely something to check out. Uh, in the show notes, I've got links to my YouTube members page. So YouTube members, $9.99 a month. We have early access to videos. We have some exclusive videos, more business oriented and social media oriented uh, videos. And we also have a monthly Zoom mastermind with all the uh, YouTube members. YouTube premium members. And I'll, occasionally I'll do a members only live stream. But don't worry, the free content's still gonna be the same as it was, if not more. This is just gonna help me create even more content and create even more relationships with Guru Nation as I migrate a lot of the Patreon members over from Patreon to YouTube members. So definitely check it out. Also in the show notes, CRA and CRC Academies, both now enrolling. Finally, if you need help getting studies for your sites, text me 949-415-6256. And with that being said, enjoy the show. Guru Nation, welcome back to another episode of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. Guys, the industry is going through exciting change, exciting times right now. We've got Funlayo Buraimo. She's a global project manager at a big CRO. It's no secret. Her LinkedIn link is underneath. So if you're curious, go connect with her. And especially anybody who's curious, go connect with her. But I'm calling out the Nigerian community. Please connect. Please connect. Because we're going to get to her story. Funlayo has a great story. But she's the founder of Nigerians in Clinical Research, which I have to talk to you about. But before we do that, Funlaya, thank you so much for coming on. How's it going? Thank you, Dan. I'm good. I'm good. Nice day out here in Ontario, Canada. Uh, that's good. Yeah, here in California too. But it basically every day is the same. Uh, <laughs> global project manager. How did you become this? This is, you know how many people like aspire for this? How, how did this happen? Was it easy? Did you have to work hard? What, how did this come about? Man, Dan, thank you so much. I am so glad to be on the show with Guru Nation. Um, so first of all, I, I have a biotechnology background. I did my master's in biotechnology and I was very passionate. I wanted to be um, involved in groundbreaking research, malaria trials. I was, you know, I was burning with fire and I remember moving back to Nigeria and I was told, you know, you, you're smart, you can go into consulting, let's join the banks. I'm like, no, I want to do clinical research. So I worked into the office of Glasgow Smith Klein then. And for some reasons, the gate man, the, the security guard didn't ask me who I was here to see. So I went straight to the receptionist and I told her, hey, this is what I want to do. And she was like, um, okay, I'll call someone for you. And that's how she connected me to the medical director. And we had a mini interview there. 
And nine months down the line, I started the role as the first clinical research associate for Glasgow Smith Klein Biologicals as the vaccine arms in Nigeria. Wow. So you did in Nigeria. So what were you doing going around different building? You were just going to different places? No. So we, we actually had our very first clinical trial, um, vaccine trial in, in, in um, well, in children. We had um, the pneumococcal vaccine trial. And that was a trial that um, late Professor Dora Akunimi insisted that GSK must do in Nigeria before we would we would make sure that that vaccine is approved to be in our um, in our normal vaccine um, schedule program. Yeah. She insisted, so I always give the credit of my job to her because she insisted that we had to do the trial and then wow. they hired wow. me. So I was fully trained. GSK had an amazing, amazing training. I was fully trained end to end, fully baked as a monitor. And um, I really loved my job. I became the lead monitor and I oversaw some sites we had in Ghana and, and Dakar. And so it was, sorry, not Dakar, Mali. Yeah. It was a really rich experience. Um, shortly after that, I took a family break of about four or five years and um, to have my kids. And when I finished, you wouldn't believe, one of my investigators I worked with thought I was awesome and we kept in touch and then invited me to be part of academia with him because he became provost. And so while I was in doing academia, all I wanted to do was clinical research. I wasn't any more very lab conscious as I was more people conscious. So I would go to oncology department, let's write protocols, let's do some research, even if it's um, NIS non-interventional, I would do that. So I, I, it was almost like project management where I would, you know, monitor, you know, I would make sure that the protocols are reading properly. I would speak to coordinators. I would make sure they're doing the job, hire people. I was doing almost everything end to end, albeit small, because it was just in that um, hospital, in the hospital wow. where I was lecturing. And so when I moved to Canada, I had options to become a lecturer, become go back to clinical research, which I had left in, you know, left for some time. I had options to um, go into biochemistry. You know, I had so many options, but I looked and I saw that, you know, one of the things I had been studied that there was an underrepresentation of clinical trials in Nigeria, and all my passion was just going towards there. I, I didn't seem to want to be by the bench anymore for biochemistry. I really wanted to increase clinical research in Nigeria. I just wanted to do that. That was all I saw myself going towards. And so I started speaking to anyone I met that, oh, this is what I wanted to do. And thankfully I got a, an entry level role as a CTA with Ikevir um, wow. here in um, Canada. So that How was difficult my was that? So but let's go back to GSK. So you're just walking down the downtown and go into GSK building? Yeah. What, just it's, because it's, you wanted to go? No, so I, I, I had done a lot of reading. I had seen that they were doing um, search, yeah. right? Yeah. And I had, one of the strategies I use for job search is I list all the companies I can work with. So I have like, at the back of my hand, these are all the places I can work with. So I was submitting my resume at Nestle, which was down, down the road for GSK. So when I submitted, I just said, hmm, this GSK, I've been calling them. I've been, you know, so I just drove in. 
And luckily, the security guard didn't ask me anything. <laughs> if he had asked me, who do you want to see? And I don't have any answer. They'll be like, sorry, you need an appointment. Sorry, mm. you can't go in. And that was, the, the receptionist was absolutely brilliant. She was, I think, I call her a connector because immediately she thought, she said, I know who you can speak with. And she connected me with the medical director. And wow. that was it. Thank God yeah, for people was- like that. So you must have walked in there like you own the place. They're not going to dare ask you what you're doing there. That's good. Confidence. You have confidence. I know you yes, do. I, it, it takes it confidence to do something like Nigerians in clinical research. Okay, so immigrating to Canada, got the CTA job with Ikevia. How difficult was that? Because I know, and you know probably better than me now, with Nigerians in a clinical research group, it's very difficult when you immigrate to a new country, whether it's U.S. or right. Canada, even if right. you have experience in Nigeria, in research, right. it's not the same in Canada, right? How, how hard was it to get that job? Dan, I'm telling you, it is so difficult right now getting a job for the first time. The first thing that hits is your confidence. It's not even your resume. It's not it's not what you've done. You kind of start questioning, do I really know this? It's a lot of things, especially because even though we had done a bit of clinical research in Nigeria or some form of non-observational, um, you know, observational trial, non-interventional studies, you know, you just start freaking out that, can I really do this? You know, this is a bit of a different climb. And then here in the West, you have multiple trials going on. I mean, when I was doing trials back at home, I probably, I mean, the max I was doing at the time was for three or four, not, you know, the whole number. So it was daunting at first, but I kind of knew that this was, this was what I could do. This was what was my strength. I, I felt this was what was best for me really. And so the best thing that happened to me was networking. I just tell people, this is what I want to do. I was, I was, I'm very thankful that I was quite clear because another thing that people find out is they're not even clear about what they want. So, you know, still trying to maybe do some exams here and all that. I was quite clear that it's clinical research, plan A, plan B is clinical research, plan C was clinical research, either school or something. So plan A was to get a lateral move. So maybe, um, maybe at that time I would say I was in study management. So maybe a lateral move. Plan B was to get an entry-level role, and plan C was to go back to school to go into clinical trials. So A, B, C were clinical trials. Then D was like, okay, I want to go to school, blah, blah, blah. So when A, B, C, and I always say 80% is with A, 15% with B, 5% with C, then 0% with the others, you know, just trying to put. So it was so speaking to people, you know, people told me to go do other things. You could be um, a social care worker. There's so many things that suggested right. for that. I was quite clear about what, <clears throat> excuse me, I wanted. And one day I found this lady who was actually working as a CTA. I was like, oh, interesting. And um, how, how did you find her? How did you find her? A friend said, oh, I think I have a friend who does that kind of job. He, he was a doctor. He's a, he's a, he's a medical doctor. So he was like, right there. Oh, Right there. Uh, I'm going to unpack that for everybody watching. Funlayo, uh, she has confidence. She knows exactly what she wanted. She didn't have any other plans except clinical research. 
and she talk if you want to increase your opportunities for anything i don't care what it is if it's clinical trial opportunity if it's baseball i mean because i'm wearing the shirt whatever you pick you talk how do you get those opportunity you talk to more people as you possibly can about that topic that's it and that's what you did that's it sounds it. like that's it yeah and you know i didn't stop talking with her funny enough i had started speaking with her about it in february i didn't get the job until november wow i wasn't a year. i wasn't in i wasn't in canada when i started speaking with her about it but I, you know, I would just send her a message, a WhatsApp message. Hi. And she's like, you haven't gotten a job yet. I'm like, no, not yet. <laughs> and I think she, she got tired of me greeting her. You know, Nigerians, we can greet. We have greeting for morning, afternoon, evening. How was your day? How did you eat well? We have so many greetings. So I would greet her. Oh, hi. How was your day? How are your children? I'm like, she'd be like, so you haven't gotten a job yet? I'm like, no, I haven't gotten a job. She's like, okay. I think she was like, you know what? I got to call my boss. So one day she called my, my, you know, my, my new boss and yeah. said, you know, he has this girl that doesn't have a job. Do you have any space? Funny enough, she had just been promoted. So she had left that, that um, department. And luckily there was just, um, there was a shift in Roche, Canada at that time. And they needed more CTAs in Mississauga and they hired 16 people. So I was one of them. Wow. So the boss just asked me to come in for a chat and was a chat. And I didn't even know if I got the job and I was so surprised when I got a call from the agency to say, oh, you know, come in. So that was what happened. And that was really amazing. And I, I owe a lot of a lot of um, appreciation to Muni and Deji who introduced me to Muni because I feel they, they were very pivotal in my settlement in Canada. Mm. And um like you said, Dan, when you need something, you keep talking about it. The first week I got there, I was talking about it and I was saying, oh, I'm sad, you know, because I wanted more people to get jobs and everything. They're like, oh, talk to that agency. And that's how my friends got a job. My husband got a job. Wow. It was true. All this agency talk and you just call them. But so I, I, you had to, I had to pull up that weight of calling people and confidence and I know I don't want to bug people, but the truth is some people are already in that position to help you. You just have to speak to them. So fast forward to spending time with, you know, as a CTA. And to be honest, I, I, I had been in clinical research for a while. So CTA wasn't, was entry level. It was good to enter, but it wasn't maximizing all I could do. And, you know, I had worked there for nine months. I, I don't know, one day it came upon me that, listen, you know, I can do more. So I went to the, I went to the director in country study management, like, hey, I can do this. I'm like, but you're in CT. I'm like, I know, but I can do this. I've done more than this before. He was like, for real? I'm like, yeah. And that's how they hired me as a study startup specialist. <laughs> and, you see, uh, things will never happen. Like if you don't ask for it, if you don't go out, right. because that's like a self-filtering mechanism the companies need to promote internally but they're gonna uh, they're gonna usually wait for those people to ask right, right it's gonna happen right, quicker right, that way right right so then you so, became study startup specialist then i became study startup specialist and being a study startup specialist the moment i started working there i was like huh this is project management you know i i felt because you just, you're trying to organize things. You're trying to make sure the contracts are in place, the regulatory documents, you're trying to make timelines. I was like, hmm, 
this is project management. I can do project management. It, it wasn't, honestly, it, it was like the second one I knew I'm going to go into project management. Like, <laughs> it was, I feel when did bad you know because that? I, like, why, why, why did you think this project management? Okay, because, um, so first of all, I, I knew the, the, almost like the critical part of any study is starting it, right? Yeah. And the study startup specialist is hired to ensure the activation goes up planned. So it's like, you're the one at the critical part, right? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it, just, it just occurred to me that, hmm, this is project management. So maybe you want to do some studies in project management. So at the background of trying to learn my job, I would you know, try to look through some project management courses, you know, podcasts and all that. And then one day Roche said, oh, they're moving Agile and all that. And they were doing Scrum training for everyone. I was like, yeah, I'll do the Scrum training. So maybe I picked up the Scrum training. Um, I, I had a break from work. I had a break from work. I also did some courses because one thing I'm very passionate about is going to research in minorities. It's something that I'm, I'm currently doing a study on underrepresentation of um, clinical trials in Nigeria. So I took a break to understand, um, you know, minorities, research in minorities and community engagement. And while I was at that break, I, I now decided to disengage from study management and go straight for product management roles. And so um, I now, you know, I got the role with Icon and I started as a, um, you know, cross-functional project manager. Wow. So that's that's really my story. That's the story. And now we have another story. It's a continuation of your career with and this is the thing about people who excel in this space is that they're always thinking what's next. Like listening to your story, I'm hearing you get a job, you then you're thinking what's next. You don't celebrate, you know that job. I mean, it's good to celebrate, but then right. as soon as you're in it, you're like, okay, but uh, I, I can do more. I know I can do, I need to do yeah, more. Right. So Nigerians in clinical research, you just talked about disparities. When did you start this and what was the, I guess, the inspiration for it? Because this is not a normal thing to start something like this. Yeah. Thanks, Dan. I mean, we have inspiration from people like you. Honestly, listening to you was amazing for me when I first came. So I'll tell you, when I first came, a lot of people didn't understand when I said I was trying to go into clinical research because the honest truth is in Nigeria, there are not a lot of clinical, you know, people in clinical research. So you have a lot of people coming in hmm. with that little knowledge here and there they've heard oh you know they said there's one research let me speak nigerian they said there's one research thing that you people do (laughs) but they don't really understand what's going on but they have education they have md you know phd um (laughs) farm d and all that yeah so i i kind of try one of the things i you know try to do is just give them needle training ica gcp Guys, go sit, the, sit down with this for six hours. This is really the bulk of um, mm. clinical trials. So what happened was that the, we, we have um, a lot of support groups on WhatsApp. And one of the, one of the days we're introducing ourselves and I introduced myself as a clinical researcher and about three people pinged me to say, oh, hi, what, you know, I've been hearing about clinical research. And, you know, I'm in Humboldt College is a, is a college here. I'm in this college, I'm in that college, you know. So I said, oh, you know, instead of, I responded, you know, the first round, but the questions continued. I was like, 
I'm not going to last with this. Why don't I create a group? So I told them of this, you know, so anything I was wow. learning, anything I was seeing, I was feeding them. I was pushing that ad. And that was actually as early in 2019. However, it was just here and there, you know, but then sometime last year, some pharmacists, no, I had a friend who chatted me and said, oh, you know, my husband was interested in clinical research. I'm like, really? I said, oh, I have a group, you know, and that was when I, I had the first meeting. And, you know, I, I, I talked to them from my heart about, you know, trying to get from your experience, what you, what you have from your experience, do a skill map to see what are the skills, you know, that I need and try to reflect that on your resume and try to at least get into the door. Because what happens is most of them come here and say they want to start school. And when you start school, you focus on school, you don't focus on getting a job. Mm -hmm. you, don't, you don't need school. You, like, you need to see the people on my platform. I have consultants with over 15 years of experience. I'm like, you, you, you have enough school, you have a lot of experience. Now let's try and do a skill map to see where you're at, where you're going to, and try to see the skills you need to put in, and that's it. You just need to be in that environment. You would understand the lingua, you understand what is, you know, going, what you need to do. And so that's when the passion started burning, especially when the medical community came in board. I was like, oh no, we need to do this more often. We need to, you know, get things, put a bit of structure. We need to let people know. And then of course I was watching you, I was watching um, Danielle Black Women in Clinical Research. And I said, you know what, I want to, yeah, I want to tap in more in this. I want to see how I can, you know, help. And the honest truth is the reason why it's Nigeria, because I know that a lot of people had told me maybe black or whatever, is because I understand the peculiarities of what's going on right now. And like I say, it's 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 gradually evolving. I mean, we've had a chat and you've, you've encouraged me to do something broader. It's gradually evolving. And of course there's a full-time job and there's also this. So it can be quite taxing. But so the, the this started with me trying to hear what people were going through, trying to get a job and trying to see how I can pour my experience and what I went through and how I got a job into their lives to help them actually secure jobs. And also to build a network because I may not be able to get everyone a job. I may not have the, the network uh, experience, right? But if we are together, and we're talking, right? We're engaging yeah. each other. You know, people get jobs. So I'm so glad that I have a number of people. I have a guy who's gotten people two jobs in the group. You wow. know, I have people who've gotten bolder and said, you know what? We would go back into what we used to do back in Nigeria, into sales job. I got a call from someone who said, Falaya, thank you for that chat you had with me. I got three six-figure job offers in a month. I went back to my sales because I think I'm really good at it. And I, you know, I was very successful at my interview. So those things really gave me joy. And I was like, you know what? I need to put this structure together. Let me see how we can broaden influence. It makes so much sense from hearing your story, because basically what you're doing with Nigerians in clinical research and really what Danielle's doing, Black women, what we're doing with Latinos in clinical research, it, we're trying to scale uh, your interaction with your friend, the lady you kept talking to when you moved, we're trying to repeat that, but build a platform of this so right. that it could be repeatable, right? Yeah, ripple uh, effect. Yeah, so it's basically like doing that, but for many, and the power yeah. of numbers, 
like I told you, you know, she who controls the attention will win. That's just yeah. simple rule yeah. of the universe, I think. It's at least the rule of social media, for sure. Right, right, uh, right. <laughs> so what's next? Uh, what's next uh, for you? Are you uh, going to be growing the brand or can people uh, from Lyo get a hold of you? Uh, what, what do you have in mind for the, for the future? So right now, and Dan, fantastic. Thank you so much for that. Um, so right now we have um, bi-weekly webbing, um, bi-weekly, we call it keeping it real, where people come to share their stories. Yeah, keeping it real. I like that. We and, have a clubhouse keeping it real. Shout out to Marjorie. Yeah, yeah. Marjorie. I, we, we have an add-on follow-up view that's like, no, let's be like keeping it real. Like, yeah, we can create <laughs> the real, right? So um we have that where people come to share their stories of how they got into clinical research. Funny enough, we actually have, because the community is a bit still small, so we have people from drug safety and and regulatory as well there. So we had fantastic two ladies last two weeks, I think it was last three weeks, who shared their story of how they actually came in. And they were, they're very passionate, you know, because they are medical doctors and they realized that they couldn't do all the, they, I mean, you know, the whole length of doing all the exams and everything, especially when you migrate, it's, yeah. it can be challenging and financially time-wise. So they were like, listen guys, we, we know we don't have all this span of option in terms of roles for pharmaceutical in Nigeria, but these things exist. So, you know, we are on a mission to educate people of the roles that exist and see how they can map what they have before to the current roles. So the, one of the first things we're doing now is those storytelling meetings, because I believe so much in the power of storytelling. I believe my life has changed by listening to people's stories. So that's the first thing. And this, the second thing we're working at is we have workshops, like we have resume workshops where people, because people are at different stages, right? resume workshop where people you know come and do their resumes and all that and the third stage which we we hope to achieve at some point is the whole mentor mentee but before we even get to that you know we have to pull in as much so what what we're my team and I and I would say my team and I because I have some fantastic people who say you know what I, I speak, we spoke at length and I got my job now. I want to pay it forward. And hey, that's how the world goes round. If I'm the only one doing this, you know, I'll break down. But I'm so blessed to have about seven people who say, you know what, I can do this, you know, so let me do that. And I know a lot of people say, oh, Nigerians don't help each other. Well, we're different. We are. I and disagree. I'm yeah. not a Nigerian, but I disagree. I told you before the interview, yeah. I owe a lot of my CRA Academy success to the Nigerian community. Yeah. We were at one point like 100% Nigerian in the, in the classes. And their word of mouth is so, so powerful. Oh, cool. I, I yeah. think that's their tremendous asset. And reciprocity is a law of human nature. And people do want to pay it forward. Uh, yeah. Especially when you do something as important as changing someone's career or helping them gain. I mean, once you're in research, you see the opportunities and you're like, why right. haven't I thought of this before? There's so many opportunities here. Right. So, so they're actually freeing me up to be able to reach out, you know, reach out to organizations, 
to try to see if I can build a structure because I also really want to see them getting jobs, right? So I, I'm on LinkedIn looking for entry-level roles in Canada. I'm on, you see me, you know, picking people. Um, I just recently joined women of color in summer and, and really at it. And, you know, like you said, CRAC is my next stop right now. So for me, I think the first thing is really just getting people jobs. I, I am so passionate about that because it's for, for an immigrant, I know. And, you know, one thing, Dan, that's really dear to my heart these people, for whatever reasons they've had to um, immigrate, they had massive businesses back in Nigeria. And like, I don't want you to come here and think you can't succeed as well. Who told you that? It's the people you're listening to. So I want to bring good stories up and, you know, storytell because you can succeed as well. I have people who run mini, um, like, shepherd drug mats, you know, not in, in, in this big form. I don't know what you guys call it in the U.S., but like, like our little farmer stores, yeah. Yeah, mom and, and pop. Mom and pop, you call yeah. it? <laughs> mom and pop. Mom and pop. And, you know, they sold everything to come here. I'm like, you guys, you have the brains, you have the experience. We just need to funnel that to the right um, opportunities and get you fixed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Hashtag storytelling. Uh <laughs> Funlaya, that's yeah. for sure. I see that on your LinkedIn here. Yeah. Hashtag storytelling. So thank you for coming on and sharing your story. I mean, thank we're going to have the links to your LinkedIn underneath. If you want to connect, everybody connect with Funlaya. If you're Nigerian and you want to connect as well, she's got a great group, a WhatsApp group. So just message her on LinkedIn. She's going to set you up. US, Canada, whatever. Um, this is a good network to be a part of any network's a good network to be a part of and it's all about talking networking getting getting right. putting it out there talking to others others will help you and what funlayo demonstrated you got to have the passion and the vision and the confidence and she's she had the confidence from day one i mean she knew what she wanted so that's why you're a global project manager and this is just the beginning this is just the yeah. beginning for you it's right. not the end. This is the beginning. Right. So thank you so much, Funlayo. We're definitely going to do Dan. a part two. Uh, would love to see how you grow the brand, Nigerians in clinical research. It's not easy. Uh, you know, I'm running the Latinos in research with with our team. It's not not easy at all. I don't I think know. people realize how much time it takes. But thank yeah. you very much. You're going to help a lot of people out. You've already done, but the it, it's just beginning. So links underneath. The show notes go connect with Funlayo. What are you waiting for? And we'll catch you all later, guys. Thank you for watching. Thank you, Dan, for having me over. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye bye.